everybody to the Saints Day Cosmocast. I am your host, Ramsey Sim. Per usual, I am not alone here. I am joined by our new permanent co- um, um, co-host here, Benjus. Greetings, everyone. And of course, we couldn't we couldn't uh, forget that we couldn't forget our favorite co-host here, Common Writer Furry. Hello. Yeah, that was our big. That's that's part of our big our big huge announcements that we got coming up here. Like as I'm already getting over the COVID, as I'm getting over a lot of the cool, as I'm getting over a lot of these things, I got a lot of cool things that we got that we got set up here. You're gonna be hearing a lot about this stuff. As you know, Ace, uh, not not you're gonna be hearing this stuff soon. But the first part of it is. Like yeah, we, we were we were talking me and Comrade Furry, and hey, we, we liked we liked you. Everybody likes you. We've been hearing from we've been hearing a lot of people really like you, Benja. So, congratulations, you made the cut. Thank you very much. I, I'm really happy that uh, the work that I've done with you guys was uh, satisfactory for both you as well as the listeners. So that makes me happy. Yeah, and it, it's good to have someone that's like knowledgeable, someone like someone as knowledgeable as you are, as you do. Because like yeah, I I'm, I'm I'm knowledgeable. I know what's going on, but I feel like sometimes too, like I my brain's so scattershot. That sometimes I'll be like, uh, uh, so having someone like you that can like pull encyclopedic knowledge right, right, right from the right, right from your top of your head as easily does help a lot. So you got so you got Comrade Furry who's who's really good at like you know who's the showman and you're the and you're the, like the knowledge guy and I'm like the guy keeping it all together here. That's how good team dynamics be- become uh, a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm really happy that we got you guys in here and that we got you here and you're gonna be here permanently. And like I said. You're gonna be part of the process going forward, and like, we, like you know, you you pass the biggest test, which is surviving Common Rider Furry. Yeah. <laughs> and Furry's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Sorry about that. I'm just, I, I'm a lot to deal with. It takes. Yes, you are, but we, it takes this a is special what we like. human to to be able to deal with my nonsense all the time. But that, that doesn't mean either. Like, if, like, for example, somewhere, if some other of our other co-hosts that he come back, we can, we can, we can easily slot them back in. Or if anybody else wants to come back, come to the show as well. We can easily put them in as well. So it just means that hey, we got, we got a third seat here, and we got someone that has a lot of knowledge that can, that can clear up a lot of things with us. And like I said, as as time goes on, as, as we get to September, we're going to hear a lot of cool new things. I have some things I cannot talk about that I'm extremely, extremely excited to talk about here. And like I said, I'm just I'm bursting at the scenes to talk about these. Like, like like literally one of the like literally two of these things, the two big things, I cannot talk about because it's like it's gonna be a huge huge thing. And also like I don't want to jinx the other thing because like, if I talk about the other thing, it's like I might jinx it, and I'm like I don't want to jinx it. So yeah, yeah yeah yeah. So like so getting Benjus here is I think one of the coolest things ever. And like I said, we're gonna it's only gonna get up, we're gonna go up from here. So thank you so much for for. We're gonna be part of the team now, and I guess we should get started with the news. Um, so why don't we talk about first the new the news that we got that we're gonna get a new um a new a new spin-off manga. This will be like what the third spin-off manga? Fourth? Yeah, fourth. No, uh, no it's actually uh, let, let me think. Uh because we have uh episode G. The, technically mm-hmm. there are three episode Gs. <laughs> yeah, so that's like three. Yeah, three uh Lost Canvas. Uh we have mention. Uh, Next, no, next dimension is the sequel. Um, okay, Cynthia Show, Cynthia Show, yeah, and Darkwing, um, yeah. I was gonna say Mikai Hen, Dark, Darkwing, the, the Isekai. Yeah, I think this would be the seventh, at least in manga. Oh form. my god, fucking hell, yeah. So we're in, we're in the seventh, we're in our seventh, technically ninth spin off of Saint Seiya. If we were to take, if we were to take all those episode G ones individually, 
So it's like, Basically. oh my god. And, and this one, we're actually, it's actually kind of interesting. We're at, it's called Saint Seiya, the, the Revise of Poseidon. And yeah. obviously, by, by the, the title, it's, we're going to be focused on, on, the, on, um, on Poseidon, who I think, this, if I remember the story beats correctly, it's about like one day Athena and her saints disappear, and basically he rises up again to like take on whatever dark threat is going to be um, in, in the universe. Yes, uh, so far the official synopsis that has been given in the Champion Red is that uh, it hasn't been established if this is like right during the fight against final fight against Hades in Elysium or after, but it is in that time frame. And apparently the Saints have disappeared and a new threat is uh, coming up towards Earth. And the one that steps up to, to the, it doesn't say defend, but to fight against it it says that it's Poseidon. So that's the, the synopsis we have so far. No other information has been given, been given about the plot yet. We don't know uh, what characters are going to be making an appearance. Uh, most of us are speculating that at the very least, both Julian Solo as well as Siren and Sorrento uh, are pr yeah. pretty much like a given. But outside of that, everything else will probably be new. So it is launching on the September, September 16th issue. So we just have to wait uh, a couple weeks for the oh, first bad. chapter. I, that would be literally like when we actually come back from actually that's when like our, that should be like either before like a week before or like or like during the episode we record usually we usually those episodes usually we get the leaks a couple of days ahead of time or something like that or you know if you want to be devious but um, but yeah we'll we'll know about it. I, I was expecting this to be like in November or, or December where we're gonna actually get the manga. I didn't expect it was gonna be like. Practically in two weeks. Yeah, it came it came out of the blue, and it's gonna be very sudden. This probably was already in the works for a while, but mm -hmm. like the announcement was just like very very not rushed. But the the time frame between the announcement to the first publication it's very short. So I'm very excited for this. I'm actually extremely excited for this. I, Poseidon, non ironically, is my favorite saga out of all of them. And yeah. I have a I have a very strong fondness for Poseidon, so I'm really happy that we finally get a spinoff that centers around him. Yeah, he's one of my favorite characters from the entire franchise, so I'm fairly excited as well. Uh, I just want to see more of him. I feel like I didn't because I don't have access. I mean, I guess I could through non legal means, but I, other than the the anime. And the baseline manga, we didn't get a lot of the extra like spinoffs and supplementals and extra stuff. So I'm excited to see more of him finally. Yeah, but even if it, but even if not in that media, most of it has focused on Hades or something mm -hmm. else, but not Poseidon. That's why a lot of people were were excited. It's like a common sentiment that a lot of people feel with certain good reason that the Poseidon arc was designed to be a, an intermediate arc that connected the sanctuary to Hades. That's the way Kermata designed it. But at the same time, it was so well done that a lot of people wish that we could focus a bit more on, on Poseidon and those characters and that part of the mythos. So I'm very happy now that finally something is giving that attention to it. And if yeah. this is jumping ahead just ever so slightly, but if the the 3D animated series, I keep on saying Netflix, but it's not a Netflix show anymore. If if the three D animated Saint Seiya keeps going, they've already stated their intentions to involve Poseidon and Hades. So, I that that's one of the things that keeps me clinging to it is that if this if they get further enough along, like far enough along, I'll get to see beautifully three D rendered Poseidon. 
if they keep the pace that they have with the second season, we will. Which is saying something considering today's topic, but we'll get to that. <laughs> and I'm gonna say I'm gonna echo the same sentiments that you guys have. It's like like I really love the I really love Poseidon. I think it was a really 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 well made arc. But like a lot of great a lot of great a lot of great story beats with it, especially those, those the parts with Sorrento and um and Julian how they how they interact and stuff like that. Same with like uh, same with um canon as well and all that stuff and like i said we don't know any of the big details so far but i am like i i bet you a lot of people not just not just us on the podcast but i bet you all, there's all, so many people that really want to see this and like i said the, the last time they focused on poseidon like this especially bringing back like julian and sorrento wasn't that saint say omega game for the people so it's like it's good to see him outside of outside of that context go, go do something a little bit more um, so like I said, we'll, we'll know more about information about it in um, in two weeks. Maybe possibly by the next episode, we'll have a little bit more. We'll talk, we'll discuss if we'll discuss a little bit more in depth. But for now, you know, let's put a pin on that. Let's put a put a put a pin on that for right now because like it's really cool that we're getting. But it's like we only know so much, and the ceiling is so so high on this. But I'm really glad that they're doing this. Um, mm-hmm. do you guys want to talk about toys for a little bit? Just just one last note on that uh, announcement. Uh, the name of the author is Sunagami Suda. But so far, absolutely nothing has uh, been able to be discovered about him or her. We don't know yet. So it is, it is as far as we know, a new author. So let, let's, okay. wait and, let's wait and see how it turns out. So the, the illustration he made for, for, the, for the magazine, though, looks fantastic. So very excited. Yeah. So, yeah, we only, we only got like a brief glimpse of it, but it's like it looks really cool. Everything looks so cool. I, I think I'll put it in the show notes as well if you guys haven't, if no one's seen, if no one's seen it just yet. So we'll put that in, we'll put that in our, in our, um, in our show notes there in the description of in the podcast. Alrighty. So, um, so, so like I said, let's talk a little bit about toys for a bit. I'm coming right for you're mentioning something you wanted to discuss briefly before we go on to like more in depth about the toys. Yeah, I, I'm the. I want to say I'm the toy guy, but I'm I'm the budget toy guy. <laughs> um, I'm always looking out for deals and for um, like smaller stuff and things like that. But of course, it's been a few months um, because Japan is very much a pre-order society. Um, so a lot of the stuff, if you want to secure, you get it. You got to pre-order it. So a few months back, we talked about these plushes that were coming out that were the civilian outfits with the um, cloth boxes, whatever you want to call them, the, uh, that they could put on their backs. They were really cute. I did secure one of them, and my contact in Japan that secured it for me, because it was Japan only, has informed me that they she, she has it in hand right now. Um, so if you liked those, now's the time to go out on different websites uh mandarake obviously be the the biggest one because that one you don't need an intermediary for they do sell internationally um but most other secondhand shops like yahoo japan auctions um japanese ebay for the most part uh makari and things like that yeah they're they're all going to require um a secondhand um like buy or something like that to help you out with but now is the time to look for them because they are getting in stores and if these are like any other saint say merchandise they're just going to skyrocket in price <laughs> uh, it yeah. seems like everything with the saint say name on it just does not stick at retail price for a while so i would i would start looking for them now but i did get yoga and he will be in my hands in a, a few weeks um 
after my my friend gets done dealing with some things that she's got to deal with overseas, she she's going to be moving back here this way too. So, um, I, I I'm going to have him in my hands. But uh, Ramses, you were saying that there was a surprise that came along with them. I personally haven't seen images of it, but you were talking about it. Yeah, I was looking at some of the images of these of these figures that people already got them, and apparently, like like there's cloth versions of them. And I'm theorizing that. And someone might correct me, and if someone does correct me, please say in the comments of the po- of our episode, either on on Twitter or or on the website. But I noticed that's like there there's like fully cloth versions of the figures, uh, not the figures of the of the plushes. So I'm I'm my theorizing is like if like the cloth like the actual cloth versions is like hidden inside, and it's like you just put them and you just do like the old inside out thing. And it's like you get you pull them inside out, and you can get like the actual cloth versions of the characters. I don't know. Like all the pictures that I've seen, it just shows like the box on the back as a storage. So I'm, I'll have to see when I get mine in. But yeah, I mean that's really cool that that, that a lot of people are getting theirs in as well. Um. So yeah, we let's let's discuss here also about the about these new figures from Tamashi Nation. They're going to be releasing these blind bag figures in um uh March of 2023. It's going to be at their their blind bag their blind box figures. They are. Hey, the um, only thing we know so far, it's like they. Oh wow, they're like a. I saw I saw the price. They're like they're one thousand one hundred yen, so it's like eleven thousand yen. So it's like what like a couple of dollars, like two three dollars. But I'm pretty sure thanks to like inflation, it's going to be in import prices be like four or five dollars. So it's like that's not bad. I thought they were going to be a lot, lot more. And I believe the size. I think they're two. They're going to be two point five. They're going to be two and a half inches tall. So they're pretty small. Like these little SD characters of based on the Gold Saints. You're getting you're getting the full set of them. There's all there's all twelve of them. All all, all here. So it's like, well, any, any thoughts on any thoughts on those on those minifigures, you guys? I'm trying to get them pulled up. I keep getting the wrong page pulled up. <laughs> it should be in our it should be in our news. But yeah, um, I think I think that this year it's they're called um, Saint Sanctified, and yeah, they're they're gonna be released by Tomashi Nation in uh in uh, May of 2023. Eight centimeters tall. So yeah, it's like around two two inches. So I'm like, yeah, like two and a half inches, three inches. They're like little SC characters. I'm gonna say that they're diecast. The parts of the parts of the cloth are diecast, but don't hold me accountable to it. We only we only got like a picture of these, and that's it. And yeah. like I said, you're getting all you're getting Sorry. all you're getting out. So I was just gonna mention that I also with Ben that you, you you have to keep in mind that sometimes the picture shown is not necessarily what you're gonna get in the final product. Yeah, and especially since they're blind bag, you may, you may get a surprise or two at it as well. Like, because I, I mean, yeah, you can see clearly, you can see Saga here, but like, who knows? Maybe you might, maybe you get short packed, like, oh, by the way, here's fucking Clannon. And it's like, you, there's Iodios, maybe you get a Seiya, maybe, and then here we see Doko, maybe you might get Chibi. You. <laughs> and then you, you see here, uh, you see here, you see here, um, you, you, you see Camus, and it's like, maybe you might get Kyoga on that one. Well, they are even looks very. They reuse assets quite a bit, but yeah. they look actually pretty good. Uh, I didn't know about these until you you mentioned them to us, and they look. Uh, I don't usually go for these types of figures, but they actually look like something that I'd be willing to go out of my way to try to get. They they look very good on a on a display case or in a, uh, well, in any surface where you can put the twelve of them. Yeah. So like like I said, they're 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 cool. They're cool looking and they're cheap. So it's like I, I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm pretty sure there's there's some collector there. We'll post a link there. With a picture of them, so you guys can check them out. I'm pretty sure by the time the by the time I, I post that, there should be more some more info about these figures as well. And also, Ben, just you wanted to talk about like I, let's go let's let's um, let's go back a little bit and talk about something that you that you're um 
that you're hearing about about uh, about the manga stuff coming like coming soon. So you want to give us you want to like break it down for us a little bit about that bit of news? Yes. Well, it, it is news in a way, but how about it? There are no official sources that have stated this to be the case. But knowing the work schedule that Kurumada usually handles and the way that the publications have been done for the past few, quite a few years now, it is almost safe to say at this point that we will not be getting any new chapters for neither Sensei and Next Dimension, which is the official sequel uh, ongoing as of uh, 2006, as well as no new volumes of the final edition. So far, only five volumes have come out. That was at the end of last year. Uh, we we gave the news last time that the, there's going to be a, a Mexican edition alongside the, the other editions already mentioned, but no, uh, no word on new volumes, not even in Japan. So most likely we won't be getting any of that until next year. This is because the, the latest edition of the Champion Red, where the Fuma no Kojiro Gaiden uh, was uh, published, which is a previous work of Kurumada that he's also apparently gonna t t handle and continue. Uh, he published uh, the first part in this issue that just came out, and the next issue comes out in December. So it is almost a given that we're not gonna get any new uh, official Masami Kurumada uh, uh, stuff for this year, and we're gonna have to wait until December to see if they say any information about next year. And I guess this, this aligns itself also with the previous news that we just discussed, where it's like they're they they have a new spinoff of Saint Seiya as well. So I'm pretty sure they're gonna they're gonna like I'm pretty sure they, uh, even though we're not gonna get anything official from Kuromata, we are gonna get some we are gonna get so many side materials in uh, to like you know supplement that. Oh yeah, of course uh, we're getting official material, just not the not not any new Next Dimension chapters or any new volumes for the final edition. Yeah. And you said like for the final editions, like he's he's going they're going back and doing some, some like revision they're doing some revisions on on some of the artwork and stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure too it's like you know that's why they got that's why both of them have to stop. So yes, because it's not all it's not only additions to or changes in the dialogue. They're also um, adjust adjusting certain inconsistencies in some of the drawings as well. So it's also an aesthetic aesthetically changed version. So that's what accounts for that as well. All right, yeah. So there's so there's a lot going on with with Kuromata right now, and like and like I said, like he's not and he's not just Mr. Saint Tei. He is Mr. Ring Nikakero, Fumano Kojiro, and it's so many other series that he's done over the years as well. So it's like, yeah, even though like yes, they, they, we talk about primarily Saint Tei, his his works are have are so vast. Like we we like you don't not like you like it cannot be underestimated enough that this guy this guy did a lot over the years. Like this guy's. This guy, like Saint, to, uh, I mean, for a while, Saint Seiya was just a drop in the bucket for him. Like that was that that was like the, that was the thing. Is like his main thing was like it was more Rimi Kakedo and um and Fumo no Kojiro. But like Saint Seiya, just like because it got so because it got so popular over the years, thanks to like stuff like you know th thanks to the international stuff and like you know and people like re rediscovering it, it's like yeah it sort of like took the it sort of took like the main spot. But there is so much he's done over the years. Like the man is he's a madman doing. Continuing all his other series, in addition to Saint Seiya as well. Yeah, Kuramada Sensei. Even though in this side of the world he's only known for Saint Seiya because that's his most famous work. Uh, in in Japan, he has published so many more works, and he is 
considered one of the greatest manga mangakas of all time one of the most influential the 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 value that Ringni Kakero uh, gave to Shueisha and where it put the weekly shonen jump cannot be uh, underestimated unfortunately on this side they, they don't know that about him they only know him for Senseiya so they tend to ignore everything else but he is a fantastic author and he keeps doing so much work in spite of his age and medical conditions so I don't know, I, I, like I said, as long as you give that man some bourbon, he'll still, still, still do it. That's that's my theory. <laughs> but like I said, like I, I like you know, hopefully, like I said, like like uh, like one of these days, I, I really want to do like a deep dive. I, I want to do a deep dive and just go through these, like briefly talk about his other series because I do think like those other series do deserve a lot of merit. Stuff like you know, like I said, Ringi Kakero, uh, Fumino Koichiro. When I when I was actually kind of fond of for a while, Beat X, I was really into that as well. So. BDX. A lot of it just as I said, poor BDX. It just got it, it barely got a chance to shine in the US and then it just went away. Yeah. But like I said, like that, that, that's that's another topic for another time. And that would be but it would be interesting just to like to cover like Masami Kuramata in a you know in a broader sense because I do think like Saint Seiya is great. We we can all agree on that. Like that's why we started a pod that's why I started a podcast on that. It's a great series. There's a lot to talk about. There, like, there's so many series and so many things we can discuss about it. But I think too, I think it's equally as important as well to not, not like just as equally as important to address stuff internationally that's going on because I think like that that attracts guys who like what we're doing. But I think too, it's also equally as important too to discuss Kuromata's other stuff and as as we go along as well because I think a lot of it too it should be acknowledged and should be um it it should be like you know covered. Uh, it should be uh, covered as well as you know as much as Saint Seiya has in, here in the United States. But again, that's something that that's uh, that's something a friend of mine said. That's a third quarter issue. Right now, we're so like in this, that's like a fourth quarter issue. This is a third. This is right barely in the second quarter. And then this is a sense of like football terms where it's like we're this is not an issue that we're going to be dealing with right now. But I think this is something down the road we can actually look at. It's something I definitely want to look at. I won't force. So it's like yeah, because like you know it's such a it's such a loaded topic of discussing all that stuff but we're here to talk about Saint Seiya and we're here to talk about this we're here to talk about the CGI series which is going to be the majority of this discussion coming up here so we did we watched uh, episodes 8 through 12 which should take us to the end of the seat the, the of the Netflix era after this we, we should be in the, the Crunchyroll era of the show so that's so that's some good news but we have to we got we got to talk about this uh we got to talk about these these next these couple of episodes here so uh, why don't we talk? Why don't we start off with Comrade Furry? What are you, so? Why don't we start with you? Uh, how was, what do you thought of these episodes that we saw for the, for the show? This was the most disappointing ending to a season. Like they're they are incredibly lucky that they got the a second season to keep everything going because I just I feel like and this could be my personal bias because I just I really like Misty as a character and how like pompous and just kind of a jerk he is and how full of himself he is. So I, I thought they did the Misty fight pretty well with my reservations from last episode in mind still. But these last four episodes, I feel like nothing really happens. I, I feel like it was a lot of wasted time. Like I, I, the entire series came to a screeching halt as they almost like out of um what's the word I'm looking for? Like out of necessity, out of out of obligation—that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Out of obligation, they needed to get rid of these last like three or four silver saints 
And they just, it, I don't know. Like, I understand their apprehension. They only had 12 episodes. So they did not want to get two or three steps into the, the Sanctuary arc and then have to stop. So I get why they did it. But it just, it felt like they didn't have enough material left over because they, we talked about it in the last couple episodes, they've been going breakneck speed through these storylines. And now it just, these last four episodes that we watched, 9 through 12, just felt like the slowest, most monotonous, predictable story. And it just, it it broke my heart because, like, I it, they built up such a neat thing. But I just feel like the second batch of episodes, because they split it in half, we, we kind of, we didn't do it how Netflix did it. We did it in four episode chunks. Netflix did it in six episode chunks. This, these yeah, and when I re- and when I reviewed the show previously, when I was, when it was still the the Ramsey show starring Ramsey's talking about Saint Seiya, that's how I that's how I had the episodes broken down. I did I did the, I did the first chunk and then the next chunk of episodes as well. But that was just because I was insane like that. I could take on those six episodes <laughs> by myself. Well, the these six, it it feels like nothing happened. Like the Misty fight was cool. And then they, um, they're they really jerking you back and forth with uh, Skater Boy's sister, Patricia, which I will yeah. never get over that name. Like, is she Marin? Is she not Marin? Some people are saying that it's Marin. Some people are saying that she's not Marin. And I take back a lot of what I said last time with them, like, really pushing for the Marin is Patricia storyline. Now, Saya has gotten a couple of different sources with conflicting information. So it is the intrigue is still there, especially if it's somebody that hasn't seen the original series or read the manga to know like where they're most likely going to land with this storyline. Um, but so I like that part. But as far as the rest of it, like it was just it was kind of a slog. Um, ben, just your overall thoughts to start off with. All right. To start off. Remember how last episode I said that I was actually hopeful and excited to see what uh, the the last batch of ep- episodes suffered? I take oh, it back. Lord. All of it. <laughs> as We're just we go back the whole we, last episode. Yeah, as we when we go into detail, I'll I'll, I'll explain my grievances. But all, all all I'll say is this: I'm so f- disappointed in. Oh God! Like episode nine was fine. I actually like liked it quite a bit, and we'll get I'll get go into detail when when we t- start talking about it. But episode episode ten was such a huge plummet in quality. It was like really, really these two, these three fucking major events that are some of the most epic in the entire series. You condensed it into this, and the, the last two like. episodes, like, my brain simply my brain simply was shut off. I was like, I, I, I didn't even take notes. I was just watching it, but I barely retained anything from them. So it'll be fun to get to those. I think, yeah. If you're talking about what I thought, like, yeah, I, I echo the same things. It's like, wow, this thing took, this thing just took, this thing took a nosedive. And we, we can do a lot of stuff more in depth. You get to see why. But I, well, there's another thing that you, that you guys don't, you guys didn't mention here. And the fact is like, I thought for like, and I said this, I said this on our, uh, I said this in our private chat here. I was like, I completely blacked out. Like they, they go back and fight the Black Saints again, and I'm like, <laughs> I thought they were, I thought they were taking care of the last when we last saw them. I thought those, I thought we were done with this, and it's like, I guess that's what added more to this, the, 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 the excruciating like that last, those last, these last four episodes going to these, these last four episodes being a slog. It's just like we don't need to go back to this, and they did, 
and 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 like yeah, like they they they, they one of my one of the best fights in the series that people can argue was just reduced to absolute nothing. And then you still and you still had and we still spent more time with the Black Saints than with than with this. And it's just like, oh man, it it, it created this. It created a mess. It was just a fucking mess all around. And it's just like, and I thought like, yeah, things look promising. And and you can tell it's like. And you can, you like, like it, I think it's even more evident at this point that they wanted to like get every single little thing tied up before they they had a second season. So I'm on two, I'm on two different, um, so I'm on two, I'm on two different like mentalities. I'm the current mentality of like, okay, now that we have the second season, and now that I know the second season is way better than what we got right now, I'm happy that I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I'm, I'm like, I'm like, you know, I can, I can forgive a lot with, oh, I can live, forgive a lot of the pacing and a lot of like the. The bad choices of, of direction that they had going into it, but I also had to t- take this as like, hey, if they didn't have that second season, holy moly, did they did they have a did they, did they end on such did they end on such a nothing thing and then expect you to like be invested in it to get a second season? I completely yeah. forgot about all that, and it's just like maybe I gave maybe at a time I gave it a pass because I was like, oh, it's shining in you, and it was and like maybe maybe we could get something out of it, but like. Now that we kind of like, now that we kind of like, now that we're like a couple of, well, we're a couple of years away from that, and now we do have something come from it's like, yeah, yeah. that's that's oh. my thoughts overall. It's like, and overall, like just meh noise. So there, like, because like, it, there's a topic that I really want to start on. It, it's not necessarily in order because, but it kind of encompasses all four of the episodes that we watched. Um, we talked about it a little bit last week about how. This prophecy that they keep talking about is probably the the biggest change that they've made um, outside of name changes and stuff to the plot that could have long lasting effects that that they're just going to have to deal with at some point. They keep mentioning this prophecy. And on one hand, I kind of like it because it gives the Gold Saints more drive to want to fight against them. I've, I've always... Deep down inside, nobody judge me or come for me or burn my house down. But I've always kind of felt like some of the Gold Saints were just dumb as hell in the original one because there was so much evidence that that Sayori was the real Athena. And I get be- the blind loyalty, and that's a, a big trope. But like some of these people, it's like, why did it take them so long to come around to seeing that she's the real one? But in this, they have it that, yeah, she is the real deal but she's going to destroy the world like the prophecy said that she's basically going to cause the apocalypse so you need to kill her before she does that so it it makes more sense now why in this context why some of the gold saints would want to attack her but the problem that i have with it personally is that they hammer it home so much that there were a couple of different points where even even burnt sienna was talking about how the prophecy is true and she probably should die. So there was a point in these episodes, I think around like episode 11, maybe where I was like, this story makes so much sense for her to die because she believes the prophecy is real. Say and his crew believe it's real. The gold saints, Pope, everybody believes it's real. So why are we rooting for her to live? Like, I understand like morally you shouldn't kill somebody, but like story wise, why are we supposed to be rooting for burnt Sienna? Like, She's going to cause the apocalypse. There's, They're not even trying to run the angle that, oh, that's that might be misleading or, oh, there's, you know, some way to circumvent that and, and save everybody. No, like everybody's really pessimistic about it. And I'm just like, 
why are, are we supposed to want her to survive? Because the way that they're telling the story doesn't sound like we're supposed to root for her. Did, did Am I crazy for feeling like that? No, because that's the way that it is being portrayed in, the, in this series. The whole prophecy has uh, a, a really big impact. It is the biggest change. I have very mixed feelings towards it. On the one hand, it is incorporating elements of... Uh, of next dimension into this, like the, the origin of the prophecies, the Krateris cloth, uh, and I absolutely loved the the Krateris, both the cloth as well as his uh, user in next dimension, Suikyo, and and the value that 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 has upon the events that are happening in that story is extremely relevant. So them taking from that and trying to adapt it here, I thought it was a nice touch. And despite the fact that in the manga it is a bit more reasonable, why many of the gold saints. Um, did not realize who Saori that Saori was the real Athena and that they were being deceived. There is still an argument to be made that even in the manga, it's like, why didn't you even question this before? And right. and the anime just and the anime just makes them look like complete imbeciles in comparison. But but even then, it's like even in the source material, you can have the argument of why are you doing this or why haven't you realized this? So them trying to give we're it. We're looking a at you, reason, Shaka. <laughs> yeah. so, what's up here? What's up here on the bush here? What's up here on the bush here? <laughs> We're looking at you, Shaka. Why the? F- anyway, keep going. Yeah, he he never gives an answer. He's he's he beats around the bush. Yeah, like he asks him, "Why haven't you realized?" I say, uh, "Die." <laughs> it's um, like, and you're like the second closest person to God, quote unquote. And you should be able to know all this, and yet you let this all happen. This is all on your. This is all on your watch, dude. Anyways, yeah. keep going. Yeah, no. Yeah, anyway, Shaka is an idiot. But anyway, uh, so them giving them a reason, like, okay, we fully know that she's Athena, but we consciously are betraying her for both the silver as well as the gold saints. As much as I don't like it personally, I can accept it as as a twist to give it a logical reason, and I am behind that. But again, I think that it is the execution of everything and then hammering it on, hammering it on, hammering it on that makes it lose the value that it might have because they also keep mentioning it in season two. But I think that so far it has been handled a little bit better to, to how the episodes that have come out have have uh, uh, connected to that. But uh, yeah, that's that's uh, how I feel about the whole prophecy aspect. It's it's. It's a mess. I, th- I think that it is a good idea, but the execution in this season hasn't been good. I really wish that they yeah. just would plant some some stronger seeds. I can kind of see it there, but I, I really wish the angle that they had taken was that... Uh, uh, my, I'm completely blanking. Sagittarius. Why am I blanking his name? Iodios. Iodios. Sorry. So many names. Uh, I wish that the, the angle they had taken is Iodios found out that the prophecy was false or had been falsified in some way, but he didn't have the evidence so that he escaped with Sayori and that she's not actually going to bring the apocalypse, but that's what Sanctuary is saying so that they can kind of, you know, be up to their own devices and, and uh, Saga can, you know, do his evil nonsense. Like, I wish that was the angle that they had taken with it, but the way that they're presenting it, especially in this batch of episodes is that it's the gospel truth and say uh, um, burnt sienna is basically Satan incarnate and needs to die. But for some reason, they're protecting her. And I understand it's probably going to go somewhere eventually, but it just it, it feels weird. It made me sit there and question why I want her to survive if she really is the bringer of doom. 
It is because they, because I was wondering, like, maybe the details of how this prophecy is going to come to be could justify their actions, but they specify what the prophecy is. Poseidon will uh, bring in drought to the entire world, and Hades will do the the great apo- the great eclipse, and therefore cover the the earth in darkness. So both of those things will lead to humanity's destruction, which makes sense for for the attacks and the strategies that these gods uh, do, but. Okay, so that's how they're going to attack, but that implies that Athena would lose in a fight against them, therefore these actions will come to pass. But if a goddess, if one of the gods is not able to stop the other two, what in their what makes them think that them as simple saints can actually defeat the gods? That's what doesn't make sense because if if the details were like Athena somehow either makes them unintentionally provoke these actions or she in in the in the right moment she fails to do what she needs to do is what leads to for this to happen i might understand it but it doesn't make sense when you think about it mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it i feel like a lot of what they're doing and this this might just be me overthinking it but i, I feel like a lot of what they're doing was them trying to motivate the silver and gold saints to be evil quote-unquote evil, like, to be against Seiya's crew, I guess is what a, a better way of putting that, and less time on on how this impacts, like, the, the story as a greater whole. And I, I, not just from you, Ben, but from a lot of people, I've heard that season two has done a lot of good work with trying to make everything make more sense and, and be more cohesive, so I'm excited to see where it goes. But this was to to end like not to jump ahead but to end with the the arrow thing was just what like none of i don't know <sighs> i was but i didn't frustrated. mind and I, I, when we get to it later it's like that part i didn't mind because like it seemed kind of, it, it seemed kind of really contrived what way did they, they had it set up before so it's like that that part i i have it's the things leading up to it that i have that i have more of an issue yeah because episode and, nine yeah, i will oh sorry because like the, what i was going to say is that basically what i have is that you know is that you know everything leading up to it's just it was just horrible like i like i mentioned before it's like we didn't need to do a lot of stuff i felt like more like they were padding things out to mm-hmm. like make to make a 12 episode to make a 12 episode commitment and this was and this is not and this is not um this is not a a toy thing this is not a thing this is not the production things this is this is very very clearly a a, a netflix issue because it's like I've seen a lot of their shows, especially shows that 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 have so strong, or they have a point where it gets gets really strong, and they just need to just stretch it out a little. They need to stretch out those episodes to the point where it like they have to make up the they have to they have to find a way to get the episodes to get to to make like their their allowed their allowed episodes, and it's like it could have ended this like sooner and stuff like that, or we could have found a way to like get a lot of those things. That we could have found a way to like. Um, you know, to make those those fights a little bit better, but they 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 they, they took the wrong they took kind of like the wrong and I think that's what that's what I think. But um, why don't we start? Why don't we start talking about the episodes individually? Um, I'm afraid we were you're about to start out talking about episode nine. Oh, I was just gonna I was I was saying like episode nine was the probably the best out of the four that we watched. It it was the best paced. Definitely. Um, what the so I I should really take better notes, but um. God, there, something happened that was really funny at the beginning of this episode, and I can't for the life of me remember what it was. I knew it had something to do with um, 
with them avoiding saying something. I don't know. I'm I'm just rambling. This will probably have to be edited out. But I just in my notes I have uh I have to tell you about Master Moo and avoiding oh, telling that's right. They're they're talking about Moo and they don't no one knew no one knows about Moo and then and then um and then Chirio's like, Oh yeah, I've heard about Moo. Yeah, he came to visit my my t- sensei a few times. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what happened. I know this because I was watching it again. There was, there was something before. more important that they needed to tell Burnt Sienna instead, and then they decided to like trail off and talk about Moo instead of it. But I'm I'm blanking oh, on it. They were talking so about they were talking they were talking about they were talking about uh, about about Nero. They were talking about him about him being like they couldn't save everybody. Who had that's to that's who? right. She she point blanked asked them if Nero was alive, and they're like, "Oh yeah, uh, here's some information about Master Mu." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "Wait, but did he? But he saved my brother? Why is my brother? My brother must be alive." Ah. Stupid girl, girl being yeah, her yeah. name, not not gender. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, but, uh, so this is the episode that has Crow in it, who I actually like, but. I decided to call him Aging Twink because he looks like an aging twink in this design. <laughs> um, if you don't know what a twink is, I, I, I'm sorry. Just Google it with safe search no, on. No, don't Google it. With Google safe search on, Google what a yes. twink is. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Yeah, with that, that that's fine. With, oh, God. Not Do not turn safe search off because you will be scarred for life. Uh, but no, yeah. he just... I, I kept calling him Aging Twink, and I just... I. For whatever reason, I just thought that was really funny, so I I kept writing it over and over again. Um, but it, the, when I say that this is the best of the four episodes, I don't mean that it was good. Um, the yeah. one part of the fight in particular, um, Aging Twink decides that he's going to recreate the opening sequence of Up and just like kidnap her with a bunch of crows tied to strings, uh, kidnap Bernciana. And he uses an attack on the Bronze Saints where he, like, covers them in feathers, but, like, they're heavy or something because they can't move. And it's it's just so poorly executed and poorly explained. It's just the, the character models with a bunch of black feathers all over them, and for whatever reason, they can't move with them. Yeah. I, I, I don't it, understand. I, I cannot understand this fight. It, it was, how to put it? I agree with you. It was the best episode. That does not mean that it was a good one. And again, it's a case of the execution was just not good. It it was still more or less. I'm still kind of happy about it because I liked the way that uh, uh, the crow was portrayed here. Because in the original anime, he was portrayed like a complete imbecile. <laughs> Like a complete oh, yeah. stupid moron. Yeah. Like he literally falls to his death because he 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 just stumbles upon a rock and is like ah! he falls to the to to his death. And in the manga, he he actually this was a fateful adaptation of how he goes out in the manga. Iki kills him, so that was good. And he's more competent in, in this uh, in this mm-hmm. version. That's why I was happy about it. But the thing is, the I have to talk about the, that scene for it to make sense because here. Like Crow gets and oh, the four bronze saints, as well as uh, uh, Athena, is there, and he has to kidnap her somehow. Both in the original anime as well as in the manga, Saori was by herself, and that's how he was able to to get a- away with that. But the the others do not interfere in, in the fight at all with with uh, Jamian. That's why only Seiya fights him, both in the original anime as well as in the manga. But here, since they're all together, I was like, how are they going to separate them? And okay, the technique 
was the correct one and that is how he fights but again i think it's a matter of the execution did not uh, give justice to his technique because what he does what he did both in the original anime as well as in the manga is his technique the 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 feathers what they do is they start to cover the entire um uh, they're over obviously they're covered with cosmo with his cosmo and they start to suffocate and they end up killing the the enemy by suffocating him and and they become heavy and heavy because it's thousands of, of feathers upon the the enemy but he, he, and they used it in, in a way to to be able to stop the other three saints so that Seiya could just uh, try to catch up with him but i think it's it's that uh good idea not uh, very well executed yeah they did. I, I will say, though, that I, with this episode in particular, I really felt like this was one of their marquee moments because um, she gets lifted up by the birds and carried away. And then Seiya decides to cut her down by using his Ryuseiken, um to cut the strings. And then he jumps up and catches her and he has the Pegasus wings and they're like floating gently to the ground. And it's a marginally more animated. It. Again, I feel like I'm I get on everybody's nerves when I bring this up, but it really reminded me of Sailor Moon, um, where they had the moment where she fell from the balcony with Tuxedo Mask and it was all in slow motion and the animation was much higher quality because they knew that this was one of the like it moments of the show for the first season. And it felt like this was their Sailor Moon balcony falling moment. Um it looked beautiful. I still don't I'm still not in love with him randomly getting wings from time to time, but you know, it's, it's whatever. Um, it, it looks good and they definitely put their budget into animating that. So that's nice. Also pizzazz was there for some reason. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. That was actually, I was actually very unhappy with, with how that turned out because the way that China gets handled after, after a certain point, I, I really didn't like it, but that's for the next episode. I, I also disliked very much that Saori, Okay, there is an argument to be made that as well in the manga because in the end she gets captured. She also gets captured by the cross, and uh, she does look like a, a bit of a fool and a bit of a bit of a damsel in distress, not a goddess in the manga and in the original anime as well. So, okay, fair enough. But here she looks just completely useless. Like she's like, oh, uh, 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 and she basically allows herself to be captured, and it, it's a bit of a contradiction because we already know that at, at this point that she knows how to use some of her Cosmo. She showed it to Hyoga earlier. She she showed it to them when she was knighting them. So why th- does she become a complete fool in, in this part? It, it's like a, they have to adapt it, but they have to force nonsense for it to, to, to be able to happen, and it doesn't make sense. Like basically, they basically they basically had to go to the point A point. You have to get to point A to point B, but they had to suddenly forget something from point A to make sure so they can get to point B. Yeah, I wasn't as bothered by it, I guess, because it just everything seemed to happen pretty quickly, and I I just it jumping ahead a little bit. It did take her a little bit to kind of with with the other two silver saints that show up it it does did take her a little bit to ramp up to to get the confidence to confront them like it didn't happen immediately so maybe she is still learning i i'm not 100% sure but it it was it was a little wonky they they are trying to adapt to beats with the, but it it feels like saint say out of context like <laughs> a lot of times because they're not they're not keeping in mind things that have happened before, so I can see that. But at the time, it didn't bother me. Like when I was watching the actual episode. Yeah, I, I, I guess for me, like for me as I was watching the episode, it's like 
it felt like like it, I didn't felt I felt like nothing was happening, but not in like the like oh my god, nothing's happening. As in like you know, I want something to happen. It was more like nah, I can live without this. This is this is perfectly inoffensive. I'm I'm perfectly okay with a lot of it. Like Jamin J- Jamin just became became like this became like the evil saint of the week, and that's why that's one of the things I started realizing. It's like they, everyone like these go these silver saints are just like. We we complained about this in the original in the original anime when we were talking about this because like the, the amount of silver saints they had to introduce to like to do this was was so, was so absurd that they literally became like silver saint of the week. Whereas like they had to introduce new ones to to be supposed to threat. Here like literally because of like because of the pacing like all those every it's all that but now accelerated to the point where it's like those the ones that are key are now just nothing are are, are nothing are, are nothing saints. And they're just stepping stones to get to get us further past to to the to the century arc. It was and it, and the worst part is like you had you had you had a, you had like this last group of episodes that we saw beforehand with uh with, with Moses and um, Dante was it Dante yeah Dante and like they had they had they had at least some time to like to, to establish themselves same with Missy so we spent a lot of time with those four characters here we're start, we now now it's like we spent like we spent literally an episode and like we're done. Like you're you're you get out of here. You're 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 your your time. You you only have you only have enough budget and time to get you only for like these characters, and that's it. Get out of here. You're out of. I mean, we, we got we got get we got we got get the story out there faster. And like it's I did, it's like one. And I was just gonna say I did name the last two silver saints filler one and filler two because I they just came and went. And that hurts so bad. But we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> Yeah, so, so like so I guess like my final thoughts on the on on, the, on episode nine is that it's fine, I guess. But the, the seeds of like things are things are trying to look pretty. Things are trying to look very bad to the end. It's starting to like settle in here, especially since like they took our like they they, they introduced son Jamin in, in this episode, and they promptly and he promptly, he's promptly taking care of. So yeah, I think I think I think we should have seen the writing on the wall as as early as this episode. Yeah, I think so, that like, uh... any other. Sorry, sorry, I was just gonna say that I agree with you. This episode was fine. It was still a, a decent episode, but you can see the smoke starting to come out of the of the plane uh, engines at the end of this episode. Well, I I did want to uh, comment on something that you said, just as like an off comment. Um, the the pacing or not pacing the where they decide to end the episodes at feels very jarring a lot of the times. Like it just feels like episode, like they've ran out of time and they just end, which is strange to me because they knew that this was going to be a streaming show. And Netflix especially is very loosey goosey with its time, like episode times, like some episodes, maybe 22 minutes, other ones, maybe 35 minutes, just so you can get the story that you want in the episode. Cause you're not, you know, under fire from needing to have 10 minutes of commercial per 30 minute block or whatever, like a lot of television does. So you're not under those same restrictions so they can play with it. But it just felt like with this episode in particular, like they filler one started fighting and then, you know, Nero, Oh no, just like completely mind fucked him and he's gone. And then the other guy steps up and the battle's about to start. And then like the theme song starts playing. It's like, okay, like, it just it feels like they just run with the story until they're out of like time and they cut it off there, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with you. And that, that's episode nine in a nutshell, though. Basically, like Agent Twink the Crow gets killed off in ten seconds, and Filler One gets killed off in ten seconds, and then we've moved on. 
Yeah, like, that's all, right, all you so need let's... to know. All right, so why are we going to episode ten here? Uh, did I start with last time with three? Or then, okay, let's start with Benjus. Benjus, your um, your thoughts on your, your your initial thoughts on episode ten? Yes, episode ten. I can describe it in this sentence. I have not been so disappointed in a piece of media in a long time. This episode was a fucking disaster. It was. <laughs> It was, this episode, like, but because for the longest time, I kept hearing like, like from people that watched the entire series that the Super Saints weren't made justice, and I was like, I was wondering because it's like, how so far the job they have done with the material given and and with their restrictions have been pretty good towards the Silver Saints. How can they? No, now I see it. Now I understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a fucking disappointment, and it's insulting that three, three of the most epic moments in the entire original series and arguably of the entire franchise were relegated to such an abysmal execution each in less than five minutes. The fight against against uh, Perseus, the fight between Ioria and Seiya, and the fight between Ioria and Shaka, all in one episode, with such an abysmal execution, was like, oh my god, it was terrible. It was just terrible. Uh, wait, no, 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 that's all one episode. Yes, that's all one episode. All of that happens in episode ten. There should be a picture of me just like lying on the ground crying because it's like, oh my god, I thought those were two episodes. No, all of that was done in episode ten. Oh the fight, the fight with Perseus, uh, Argo lasted barely five minutes. Yeah, the, like, the impact the... of I, I will say the impact of Long Dong blinding himself in this context seemed very over dramatic. Yeah, yeah. Was, the, was the stakes did not feel high enough for him to need to do that. I, it was it was absolutely terrible. It was astoundingly bad. Yeah. And the worst part is like, okay, we, we complain about we, we we complain about this in the pre and we complained about this when we got, when we covered these episodes in the original anime when we did like like I think episode. Um, like episode eight ish, nine ish, the show when we com- when we got to that point, it's like like already the anime was already striking out because like that's when they introduced the Silver Saints and it was just like oh 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 we gotta the Silver Saints they did absolutely nothing and just and then they and then and then we and then they and then they continue with the story and it's just like oh that kind of like that kind of that kind of deflated that, that that moment of like that kind of that kind of deflated that moment. Between between Argyle and um and and Shiryu, but now that we're here with now, now that now we see the anime, it's just like literally, it's like I had to stop and it's like I thought those were two episodes combined. I thought those were those were episodes seven eleven. Now that you're saying that's like oh my god, but the impact of like okay, I just I just ripped out of my eyes. Now it's like it, and it was the, and it was the most coward what? thing because here okay context. They begin the fight with uh, where last episode uh, finishes, where which is when Iki uh, reappears, and when he stands and and in a way saves Seiya and Saori from in the in in the original anime. It, it, this was a bit confusing because Argo does not make his presence here. He appears until later. The ones that appear are uh, Dante, Cerberus Dante, and uh, Auriga Capella. Capella was completely cut off. He doesn't appear here. And only Dante and and the uh, uh, Argo appear here, 
so they kind of it's it's a it's a very weird thing because they're, they're adapting a part of the manga here but but at, at the same time they're also taking elements from the original anime in in that in that sense because capella doesn't appear here the, the, the argo is already here okay the the uh, Iki begins to fight with um with dante and very easily defeats him with the with the phoenix uh illusion punch yes. yeah the hogan McKen, and the Okay, he did use the technique in the original material against him, but that doesn't kill him. The Dante is able to 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 survive that, and then Sean actually is the one that it ends up defeating him. And here it, it was he just kills kills him with that very easily. Then he because Iki was about to fight Argo, but. Hyoga, Shun, and Shiryu appear all of a sudden, and he's like, "Oh, okay, fair enough," and he just fucks off. Like, he, if no, That's... no motive, no reason, he just goes, he leaves, and and there it goes the season without any prime reason or execution. Like, he's fine. He just decided to fuck off, and then, uh, and then Ar- Argo, okay, he he transforms uh, Shun with the Medusa shield, which is in. Which is fine because that's what happens originally. Yeah. But then Hyoga and Shiryu like hide behind a rock. The one that tries to pull off the 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 mythological aspect to try to defeat him, and the execution was laughable. By the way, the, the way that this was animated was just incredibly stupid. Oh, is Hyoga Hyoga using his the shield that he never uses ever in the series from his cloth and trying to do the the mirror trick? But then Argyle just kicks him and then uses the shield. And Shiryu is just like, ah, ah, what do I do? What do I do? Argyle begins to turn Saori into stone, and then uh, and then she was like, oh no! Then he blinds himself. Boom! He's just like, pick. And, and then he easily defeats Argo, all in less than five minutes. Yeah, I, I kept checking the time. Like, I, I kept pausing and checking to see how much time was left in this episode. I remember now specifically. And it's not because it felt like it was dragging on, but it's because so much kept happening. I'm like, surely the cliffhanger is going to be... Because, you know, they, they defeated... Um, Filler 2, who I changed I changed his name several times. I changed his name to Cleo Denial, and then to Deuce Gorgon, and then to Monster High. Um, all throughout my notes. So I, it's, my notes are very incoherent. But anyway, so Monster High gets defeated, and I was like, okay, this is that's where they're going to wrap this episode up. And then I looked, and there was still like 10 minutes left of the episode. I'm like, what? They've done so much. Like, it didn't necessarily feel like a long time, obviously, because it was rushed. But the, it was just so many events that they... This could have been the second half. Yeah. This one episode could have been the entire second half of this first season. Yeah. And we're not finished because right after that, then he's like, uh, uh, say unconscious. He wakes up and now Ayori is here. What did, okay. So there was a cut scene with Milo in it. I just, I literally just wrote Milo was very homophobic right there. And I, I think I was trying to be funny, but I don't remember what Milo said. So I don't know why I put that. Uh, basically, all that happens is that uh, it's the talk between Milo and the uh, Milo Ayoria and the Pope that uh, the Silver Saints have failed, and now a Gold Saint has to go and do the the bidding. Uh, I, uh, he tells Ayoria to do it. Then Milo is like, "No, he's the brother of the traitor. He could betray us all." Right, That's right it. there to his face, <laughs> and then he still sends oh, him anyway. God. That happens in like one minute, two minutes at most. Then yeah. immediately yeah. after, we jump uh, to to Ayori arriving where Seiya is, and they have the, the the worst execution of the fight between him and Seiya possible. They they fight for like five minutes, and then he doesn't. They don't even fight like the the, the, the Silver Saints that appear in this part were completely cut off. It, we don't get the uh, we don't get the Mexican Silver Saint. We get don't get Dio de Musca. We don't get. Uh, uh, 
ah, uh, God, uh, the Hercules, the, the Heracles, uh, Silver Saint, Argeti, and uh, I don't remember the constellation, but uh, Sirius, they don't appear here. Uh, the, the fight was just ab abysmal. Like, Ioria literally repents. He's like, like, he literally just a little speech. And he's like, hmm, you might be right. We might be able to choose our destiny. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I named him Simba, by the way, which I just think is hilarious. Oh, Lord. But no, yeah, but it, it gets weirder because it's like, I mean, you, you mentioned all that and it's also like, like, like all this happens, all, all this was a five minutes and you also forget the fact it's like, like there's a fight, the fight between Shina and, and, um, and Seiya in between, it's, it just happened for like two seconds. Like literally Shina's like, I'm here to kill you. No, no, I don't want to kill you anymore. I think I'm in love with you anymore. I was in love with you. But be careful, there's someone else that's gonna be right here. And then it's like that, oh no, that's a, that's Iodio. So he's gonna he's gonna that's Iodio. he's gonna he's here to kill you. And like, wait, 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 stop, breathe. What's going on and here? Then, and then we have to throw in uh Simba talking about Patricia. Like he dropped the bombshell that he killed Patricia as obviously most likely <laughs> gonna be him trying to get Saya off the right track, but that it, it just in the middle of the fight, Saya's like, is Marin my sister? And he's like, no, I killed that bitch. And then they just move on. <laughs> and then two minutes later, he says, no, I didn't actually kill her, but if you try to look for her, you won't recognize her. It's like, what? What? What answer is that? Well, there's that. I'm a gotcha at my grandma's head, and I killed that bitch. Sorry, that's problematic. I won't say that anymore. I'll edit that out. Uh, I'll edit that out. <laughs> And then it's like, um, it's, it's, like you said, it's like, like they're they're just they're it looks like they're racing to an imaginary end, but we're at we're at episode ten of a twelve episode series, and I'm like, you could have spaced this out to another episode, but no, three, you could have made three episodes out of this, and the worst part is that immediately after that, after that abysmal execution of Ioria uh, deciding to fight now for Athena. He goes back to the sanctuary and he's like, oh, you betrayed me. And well, he is betraying consciously now the Pope here. And then Shaka comes. They fight for like less than a minute. And then on to the next thing. Which is I, more I, I just Black Saint like they, really, they really wanted to have General Old Man, I forget his name. Um, Vandergerard. Yeah, Vandergerard. They, they really wanted him to be the main villain. But they had so much they had to get out of the way to get to that point because like episode 11 and 12 go back to dealing with him basically and wrapping yeah, up which is a bad story. idea it, but it, it's just it, it just felt like hold on i gotta close the door because michael's sorry it it just really felt like they were they they were rushing through the obligations of telling the story that they signed up to tell so that they could have their mary sue oc character be fleshed out for two episodes here at the end yeah, no, because all of the, all of the things we just mentioned, it's only one episode. Mm -hmm. Like they, they 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 contrived so much into just one episode that it feels rush is not even the correct word to describe this. It, it, like Speedy Gonzalez and the Flash run slower than the, the the pace that this episode had. Yeah, and worse, like I said, if I had to stop and say, wait, this was all one episode because this was like two episodes. No, you're right. You're absolutely right, and I guess that that's like the biggest flaw, and then. It, it, things only gonna get worse from here. And like I said, if you if my thoughts is just like, I, I, like when I have when I literally forget that this was all one episode, we have a problem. We have a, we have a huge problem on our hands, especially when it's like 
it's story beats are so are very key to the to the series itself. It's Shiryu get it going blind. That, that's a very key issue. Um, the return of Iki. That that's another that's another huge key thing. The the, the arrival of I, the reveal of I, the reveal of Iodias of Iodia and to to say and all that stuff. That's that's all that that that's all kind of undermined. Just just so like the, the, this all could have been this all could have been spread out to their own individual episodes. And I wouldn't mind their own their own own individual episodes, but they're not. They're just it, 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 they just they just they're going through all this stuff and it's like we're going through one thing to the other thing to the other thing and it's just and it just it just becomes a mess to the point where I'm like literally I I I become so for, it became so forgettable I completely forgot about this episode altogether and when you mentioned it, I thought I could have switched it was all one episode and it's like oh dear Christ um so final overall thoughts before we go on before we go on abysmal bad all right hold on. All right, now that uh, the plane has completely cra- uh, crashed and, and, and started to burn, we move on to episode 11. I go back to the shenanigans of the fucking Black Saint. I thought, like, and, like, uh, and again, I think I mentioned this earlier, or I mentioned it off, off stream. I could have sworn we took care of these fuckers back in, back, back, back in, the, back in, the, pre- in the previous block, um, previous six blocks of episodes. No, they came back, and they came back worse than ever. I yep. really love the uh, in in this episode and the next episode. There's this establishing shot that they kept reusing that amused me so bad. It was like the the vats that the black saints are like being cultivated in or whatever, like these like goo chambers. But it's the same shot every time, and they use it at least three times that I remember of just this like glowing goo vats that the black saints are in, and it just there's. They just managed to create more questions that they bother trying to answer all the time with the show. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah anyways, you want you want to start a comment for you with your thoughts? Um, sure. Essentially, this is the like I said they they were really invested in General Old Man over here and his story, um, because this was like kind of, th- this was. They're a way to modernize things, I guess, is to have this sort of third party that wants to use them for, um, wants to use like Cosmo and stuff as like a, a weapon of war, basically, is what he's getting at. And he's managed to store up Cosmo and to have these like small army of black saints that might be clones, might be regular people. They don't bother to explain it. And it's, it um it's sad because on one part that it's interesting and it had they gone completely full force balls to the wall with the storyline and tried to make it one hundred percent original, I don't know if I would hate this uh, this section as much. But the fact that they are trying to balance completely brand new stuff with staying faithful to pretty much the manga more so than the anime actually is just really bizarre. Because it it just it they don't feel like they connect well together. The, his general old man story doesn't feel like it connects with what's going on at Sanctuary, and technically it doesn't. But even in like a grand like world building scheme, it doesn't feel like it fits in. Because like it's all very definitive. At, it felt very definitive at the end of the of the over the, the, the last block of episodes where we got to where they introduced the Black Saints and stuff like that. And the last time we saw Vandergardard, I could have swear everything ended right there. And I could have swear that everything was like, you know, peachy keen. I thought like we wouldn't be seeing these guys again. But now that we're going back to stuff that, okay, fine. Like in hindsight, this should have, in hindsight, this, this should have ended, this should have, this should have ended the, this should have um, bookended the first part of the, this should have bookended the, 
the previous block of episodes, right. if we have to come back to it, that's... Yeah, this, that's this should have been, like, I, I, I completely agree. This should have been taken care of before the Silver Saints came in. It feels, it did feel like a step backwards. But th- this this episode in particular does have one of my favorite things that's happened in this entire show, though. Because there's... I've talked a couple of different times about just how absurd the dialogue is in this show sometimes and like how disjointed it feels. But my favorite thing ever is when Burnt Sienna is talking to General Old Man and she's explaining the, the discourse that's going on with the Pope in Sanctuary. And she says something to the effect of it. I'm paraphrasing because I didn't I didn't have the time to pause it and quote it exactly. But basically she says there are those that side with the Pope, and then there are the right people who support me. And I'm just like, girl, don't be biased at all now. <laughs> like, she, she just had this tonal shift. She's like, there's a, the, a faction of, of knights at Sanctuary that stand by the Pope, and then there are the right ones who stand by me. And I'm like, girl, okay. They established, they established that. They established that in the, they established that in the, in the previous ones. I don't know who it was. I don't, I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was. In the, I don't know if it was in the first block of episode that we saw, or in the previous episode, but they established that there's those who are against, there are those against sanctuary, there are those who are against sanctuary, and those are like they quote unquote. Oh yeah, I don't remember now. Baron, I think in, in either informed said it's like yeah, there's two factions now. There's there 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 are those there are those who are with those there are those that are with with the Pope, and those are called the right ones. Yeah, the right ones. <laughs> they put so much time and effort into that name. <laughs> copyright that thing so bad yeah but that that i just only had that remember. oh yeah they 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 had a stupid name for the people against the pope the the, uh, the other thing about this episode and i'm sure ben is itching to talk about this is they completely removed long dong's struggle with being blind like yeah. he's instantly completely in tune with all of his other senses he's instantly a skilled fighter the the anime, which is again my primary source that I'm familiar with, there was an extended period of time where he was training. He purposely went back to China to train because he didn't. He thought he'd be too much of a burden uh, because he's now handicapped technically. Yeah. Yeah. In, in this, like towards the end of the episode, there's a fight where he's just like, "I can see your Cosmo moving around, and I'm instantly in tune with it." It's like that's not how any of that works. Are you fucking daredevil? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was it was terrible. Okay, f- to be fair, even in the original manga, it, oh, how to put it, they do show that like Shiro was going in the manga, he was going to stop being a saint. Like he he started to work on the fields. It is established that at the very least, a little bit of time has passed between his fight with uh, with Argyle and uh, and him and him being there in that moment. Not much, but sometime at least. So he has thought of this over, and it makes sense. Like, okay, he doesn't struggle too much with it, but at the very least, he he is like willing to stop being a saint precisely because of what happened. And then the the fight against Dead Mask happens. So, but it is a short time, and and it is one of the things that I actually do like about the original anime. That even though I don't particularly like the the episode with the uh, with the other uh, Oko. At least, yeah. at least it made a much better job with the filler in in showing like how much of an impact this had on Shirio and how it almost it, no, it didn't. It did break him. It broke him because he couldn't fight anymore. And it was thanks to to Oko that he regains the the will 
to to become a, a, a saint again and and to be able to 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 move on past his uh, his blindness. So the anime did an ex an excellent job with that. The, the manga wasn't as as great, but at the very least, it does uh, provide a bit of an inf uh, a bit of a explanation as to why he's somewhat comfortable in the position he's right now. And he was going to quit in the end, but he gets brought back. But here it's like ah no no big deal. You're blind. It's just another Tuesday. And another another thing that is an unfortunate consequence of that is like one of the things I like the most about Seiya in the original anime is how he just had blind faith that his friends were the best. Like no matter what, his friends were going to make it through. He had all the confidence in the world in them. And during that period of time where uh, where Shiryu was broken and didn't want to fight and was going through all this stuff with Oko and his master and stuff in China, the entire time says like, he's fine. He's going to come back when he's ready. You know, he's going to make it through this. And even the other, like, there was the, the fight with Iki where Iki's like, you're an idiot. You should just let him go. And the turmoil and conflict in the team, like, Seiya was always like 100% confident. He's got this. You know, it's a setback, and it's he's going to have to learn to work with it, but I believe in him. And because they transition instantly to Long Dong just being blind guru masterman, we don't get that endearing part either, which is a real shame, because that's probably the my favorite part of Seiya as, like, a, a shonen character, like a shonen leader character, is that he just he's always supportive of his friends, he's always got faith in them, he knows the, their potential, and he can see how amazing they can be from the beginning, and he's not afraid to say it. But we, we were kind of robbed of that here. Completely. We were robbed, and we were robbed of this, like, way back in... I mean, wait, oh my god. Dear Christ! I'm saying way back, and that was like the last episode. Oh my <laughs> fucking Christ! <laughs> Anyways, we, in the last episode, when he actually did the whole... When he did the deed and took out his, and took out, and took out his optics... He literally was like, "Okay, I'm ready to fight." Like, wait, wait, wait. Where's the struggle? Where's the I'm blind, but I can. I have to like use my senses now. I was like, "Nope, let's go." I'm blind. Yeah. I took on my. I took on my eyes, but like, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Round two. Let's go. Let's go, bitch. Like, and it's, it's, he's still like that. I'm like, "Where's the turmoil? Where's the whole like you know like I I had to blind myself for a reason. And now I have to, like I have no reason. It's like no, like no, no, no. It's just it, it, it's like absolutely nothing. And we and I know we know I know it's like absolutely nothing now." But it was absolutely nothing when he first did it. That's the that's the part that, that's the that's the strangest part of that was the strangest part that I wanted to talk about. Was just like he the, he does this he does this action. I'm like yeah whatever I'm blind yeah cool whatever yeah. Well, it's, it's I do this all the time, they... man. I do this all the time. Trust me. I read I read I saw that I saw that, I saw that chalice. I, I saw the future. I this happens to me all the time. So I I, I was well prepared for that. Well, it's because they wanted to have these last two episodes to dedicate to their Mary Sue villain. Like that—that's just what it was. They—they they wanted their original story to end cap this potentially only season at the time. They didn't know yeah. if they were going to go any further, so they wanted to end it with their story that they wanted to tell and not following the plot. Because there's not a super clean cutoff point for the sanctuary arc because a lot of stuff kind of folds into it. There's, there's the preamble stuff that sets it up. That's still technically part of the silver arc. And then there's the early few episodes of the sanctuary arc where they haven't quite made it to sanctuary, but the pieces are being laid out. 
And none of that's really a good stopping spot. So I'm sure that's why they decided to end on this, whatever you want to call these last two episodes, this uh, fan fiction OC nonsense that we got instead. Um, Stumbling, just stumbling to the end, just like they're just tumbling to the end of the, the finish line. Yeah, because they they most likely did not have any idea when they were animating this and writing this and storyboarding it if they would get any more episodes down the line. So they wanted some kind of finality, some kind of major thing to happen. And so I, from a writer's standpoint, I understand why they didn't, why they put this at the end instead of putting it at the end of the first block of episodes, where it probably belongs more so. Um, and that's because they wanted something big and climactic to happen because there's really the the there's several episodes slash chapters that are like a transitionary period where it's just putting the pieces in play to set up for the sanctuary arc. So there's not a big boom climactic finale moment because they knew that they were going to be setting up a bigger arc. But in the context of a TV series, especially one where it's fates up in the air. I understand why they did this. I don't like it. I don't want to defend it. <laughs> I don't think it was good. And I think that they could have done something different, but I understand why they did it, if that makes sense. Benjus. Yeah, but, 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 okay, let me explain how I feel about this and why. These particular two last episodes, my brain just shut off. But the reason is because I actually watched this entire batch like on the, like one episode after the other. So it started like, oh, okay. Oh no! So after the shock of episode ten, my brain completely died there, and I stopped. I basically stopped paying attention. I I I, I saw that what they were doing. I was like, oh, okay, we're turned to undergrad. Great. Okay, so we get two episodes of this shit, but we 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 condense some of the most epic moments in the series into just one shitty episode. Okay, fine. I, I've said it before. The idea for Bandergrad and and what they were trying to pull off with the black saints here and having somebody uh, trying outside of um, uh, someone new trying to oppose the gods and by man-made tools it's a good one but again the execution was just completely atrocious for this series and it almost cost them because nobody had any faith in the second season nobody nobody was expecting anything like most people were like i'm not gonna watch that season because we because of how the last one was so bad so it is a miracle that they're being able to basically come back from the dead because that's how I feel. Like this series was a death sentence. I'm really surprised that uh, Toei didn't can this after after this season. I'm glad that they didn't because when we get to the next season, it's gonna be like oh boy, night and day difference. But is like I now understand why because because prior to having the context of having watched this, I was like, I'm sure there must be something, and there it has its good moments. But these two last episodes, these last three episodes, basically encompass everything wrong with how Netflix handled this series. And I will have to agree because, like, it, I don't think I don't think this was I don't think this was this was anybody's fault but Netflix, who forced them to do a for, uh, who forced them to do a twelve episode run, and told them like, you know, hey, you gotta you gotta like, we're not sure if we're gonna if we're not gonna sure if we're gonna like continue this or not, but so you gotta like wrap everything up as much as you can for this first season, not, not leave anything, not leave, not leave anything to chance, and uh, like I still can't believe I had such blind faith and such blind. Um, ambitions for him to do a second season i'm happy that he did it but at the same time too i'm like i was an idiot i apologize if you if you've been following the twitter and following my threads and stuff like that about i'll bring another season of the series i'm very sorry if like if you saw it and you had to endure to all this 
I'm, but I fully, I, I, I apologize profusely about this because, like, as I'm watching these, as I'm watching these episodes, it's like we go into the opposite part of like where I was like, oh, nothing, nothing happened. Where it's like that, where like we're episode nine, episode nine, where I was like, ah, eh, nothing of importance happened. Where it's just like nothing of consequence. Where it's like, ah, eh, fine, whatever. It's an episode. Here it feels like nothing's happening in the terms of like we don't need this. We don't need any of this bullshit. We don't need any. You resolve this shit. Back in back in the back in the first block of episodes, if we were to watch these episodes, how how they were how they were um how they were shown, back in those first six episodes, we've seen this. This is this shouldn't be happening. We why are we back to this? Why is all this happening again? We don't need this shit. Ugh. Anyway, I, I think I think I think I think I think this, I think this is a good stopping point for episode ten. Like in one word, what is everybody's thoughts on the, on, on this episode ten? Why oh, we, we were still in episode ten? <laughs> No, that was episode eleven that we were talking about. Yeah, episode eleven. Oh, episode eleven. I mean, episode eleven. Never mind. <laughs> episode just... ten is that episode never ends. <laughs> yeah. Ep- episode. Uh, okay. Episode eleven. Bad. I just. I I'm I'm extremely conflicted because I'm trying to think of this without the news that we have now, without anything to compare it to for season two, without even a hope of a season two existing. In that context, this makes sense. In the context that they were even the slightest bit hopeful that the show continued, this makes no sense. So this feels like to me that they were at least 90% sure that they weren't going to get a second season. So they really needed to wrap up the at least the loose ends that they created. Because in theory, I don't recommend it, but in theory, you could watch these 12 episodes and be adequately enough prepared to watch the the um sanctuary arc in the original anime and be able to skip the 30 some odd episodes that came before it in theory i'm not saying anybody should do that nobody please ever do that but it it felt like they were trying to get to a point to where you could transition to other forms of media and continue the story because they didn't think they were going to be able to so they wanted to make sure that their OC madness fan fiction plot points got tied up in a nice little bow before then. It's interesting you brought that up because um, it, um, because when they when the, when the series end when the series when the when this last season ended um, when the last part when these last group of episodes ended they, they, we were in like we were like the beginning of the pandemic like the pandemic like literally hit and toy what they did at the time because like they're like okay fine we gotta do something to keep fans and keep like people from not going out so like fuck it let's put all let's put the let's put the entire century arc for free on on youtube for with those those who live in japan and start right at that so if you like if you saw if you saw the the cgi series you'd be more than you'd be more than prepared to go 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 into go into go into that arc very very well informed of what was going on not the best way of doing it but like but that, that was a, that was a very clever way of that was a very clever way of putting it together. Yeah. So I and that's what I'm trying to say that I I feel like given the context of what was going on then, they were probably trying to wrap they were they were trying to wrap up their original story so that it's gone and out of the way and you won't have to deal with it and you can transition into either the manga or the original anime to continue with finding out what happens to these characters because. They went at breakneck speed, but essentially the same major plot point beats happen in the CGI series. Obviously more modernized and again, incredibly rushed. But the the big plot beats are there. 
like you're not going to be shocked if you go into the sanctuary arc and it's it, and you know Shiryu is blind because they covered that they covered it very quickly <laughs> and made it seem almost inconsequential but they did it. it it wasn't like they left that plot point out and then you go into and watch the original series and like why is he blind this makes no sense like the beats are there I just these last two episodes were just so focused on their original story and it took away a lot of the charm that they had been building up by soundboarding off of the manga so much over the past like four or five episodes with the with the Silver Saints and everything. The the charm just kind of went away. You could see the big twist coming. Anybody that says that they didn't see Garad becoming a black knight or becoming like infused with cosmo in some way or something was not paying attention the man was power hungry like it was very predictable i don't i don't know what else to say how about this how about we move on to episode 11 here well not episode we're in episode 12 why don't we just why don't we why don't we put, why don't we put the final nail into the coffin here finally give finally finally give this thing finally give this thing its proper burial and just and just finally get put this nonsense behind us so yeah yeah, we, we we start out the episode and we have Vander Garrard with his with a fucking black with a fucking little black with a little black uh, with a black cloth and I'm like, yeah, this checks out. I wasn't I wasn't offended, but I was more like, yeah, yeah, this checks out. And it's like, and now it's finally kind of explained. Yeah, all these guys were all these guys all these guys were just kind of like you know you they put if you put on that armor, everybody looks like fucking Cassios with the with the kind of physique. So yeah, so um, now was- we get so. Why don't we, so why don't we get uh, so why don't we get started here with uh, with with your thoughts here, um, Ben? Just that's the thing because with this episode, I feel practically everything that we mentioned about the prior one applies exactly to the same here. I mean, the only thing that changes is what happens in the episode. What happens is uh, Vandergrad uh, ends up wearing a black uh, black armor. I'm not gonna call it a cloth, uh, black armor. Uh, they yeah. have a fight. Uh, there's a speech. I didn't pay attention to it because at that time my brain had just completely left the room. Uh, and then they defeat him. I just remember one thing that annoyed me to the, the very end. We mentioned that the prophecy has been uh, hammered on way too much in this. Uh, I'm going to call it a series because I'm, I'm going to treat this, even though it's the same uh, series, like the, the Netflix season one and the Crunchyroll season two feel like two completely different shows. So I'm just going to call this a series. This series feels like a mess from like it, it begins as a mess. It starts to course correct and then completely just destroys itself by the end. Uh, okay, Vandergrad becomes a black saint. They fight, they defeat him, and they keep hammering in the, the whole prophecy thing. But they keep also hammering, and this is one thing that I, I absolutely despise about the Lost Canvas, that they keep hammering on the, the Pegasus. You're the Pegasus. You're the saint of legend. You're the Pegasus. They keep doing that. They did it like three times in this episode. And then it ends. I don't really have anything else new to add to this because it's basically all the flaws that we mentioned in the previous two episodes apply here. This is just a finality and the conclusion to, I'll say this, the idea of uh, the idea that they had was a good one, but they tried to, they tried to put uh, things, they tried to do an adaptation of the original material at the same time with their original new ideas and they did not give room for either of them to to breathe and to develop and they ended up with a mess that's how i feel about this episode come right furry was a a pretty weird so i i mentioned this a couple of times before the fight choreography is either really good or really bad with this show 
Like, it feels like sometimes they put a lot of thought into it, and other times they don't. The fight from the first half of this episode where they all get separated, all all of the Core 4 Bronze Saints get separated, and they're each kind of taken on little groups of the Black Saints. And it when it shows them their isolated fights, they look like they're in very different areas. Like... There, some of them look like they're in like a lab area. Some of them look like they're in a cave type area. They don't look like they're all in the same spot. But then there's like this part towards the end of the fight where they one by one like kind of stumble into each other. Like their fights are starting to collide and they're like backing up to each other and they're all a group again. But it didn't look like they were anywhere near each other and it didn't seem like they were anywhere near each other. And all of the fights had been isolated up until then. And it just felt like a really weird transition for them to get the full team together so they could do some team shit and i just i don't know like it it just was weird i don't have anything else to say about that other than it it was just bizarre but yeah it's they i could see the gerard being a black knight coming from a a mile away he was always really power hungry and i just nah i i it was it was boring (laughs) It was yeah. very predictable um, because it, that's, the, that's the problem with adapting something so well-known like this. Like, we, throughout the course of the other 11 episodes, we could see the risks that they were willing to take and the risks that they weren't willing to take. And so the stakes for this fight just felt so low because they, the, the shocking thing that they could do is kill somebody off. They're not going to kill off Burnt Sienna. There's no way they could do that. They're not going to kill any of the core four off. You know, Oh No is who knows where at this point. So they're just going to kill off Gerard, basically. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they, it just they, felt like there was should, no stakes. That they should have killed off way back in the way back in the first block of episodes. I wish that I don't know. I wish they would have killed him off, and then him coming back would have been more of a surprise. But they, no, he just was kind of doing his own thing for a few episodes there. <laughs> yeah, I. I I don't want I I feel so incredibly conflicted with this because I really like seeing how other people interpret stuff. So from that point of view, this is really interesting seeing a completely wildly different interpretation of something that I've grown up with and known for a very long time. It was very similar. I feel very similar to this, how I feel about the Jim and the Holograms movie. Oh, Lord. I appreciate what they tried to do. I appreciate the modernization that they tried to do. I appreciate the effort. I appreciate the work. It's just the final product wasn't up to standards, even for, like, a non-remake. Like, I feel like even as... if if Like, say Saint Seiya, the manga and the original anime never existed, and this is the first time that it's being brought to light and being animated... It's still not told well. Even if we had nothing to base it off of, episode 9, or episode 10, sorry, would still have felt like a rushed mess because it was. Even if we didn't originally know that the it was much more drawn out in the anime, Long Dong magically being able to harness his blindness and be a super fighter, even without the context of the anime, that still doesn't make sense. So... On one hand, I like seeing all the changes. I think that when the characters are standing still, they look beautiful. When they're standing still and not talking, they look beautiful. And 
I like a lot of the design changes that they that they decided to make. I like a lot of the modernization stuff that they tried to do. Very similar to Legend of Sanctuary, how they modernized a lot of stuff in that. But just as a work, just a fiction without any ties to Saint Seiya, it doesn't work. There's too much supplemental things that for for it to really impact, you need to have consumed other pieces of media. And that's not what a good remake makes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess Actually, for my final thoughts, what's one? You go first. Sorry, I just wanted to add to that because I completely agree with with that. Uh, what what you Kamen was saying, they had the opportunity to to make a show that that a new a new generation, a new audience, a new market. Because despite the fact that the series did get to the U.S., it didn't have the impact that it should have for whatever reasons and motives were at the time. But here they had the opportunity to make something that could attract people from all over the world, new. To, to this franchise and this product, if you look at it at face value just on this season, it's just going to drive them away from the franchise because it does a terrible job at, at tr- it does a terrible job at trying to be an adaptation by the end. It does a terrible job on trying to incorporate new ideas into into the series. Too many, I think this is the the best example of too many cooks in the kitchen, and the product ends ends up suffering for it because. Uh, had there not been a second season, like the state of Saint Seiya when it comes to to animation would be, most people say, oh, it's dead. Obviously, it's not dead, but it certainly would be in a terrible position. That fortunately, it's not going to stay that way thanks to what they have been able to do now. But it goes to show that bad planning, bad production, and bad decision leads to a very negative outcome because i really did, didn't want to end up uh, my thoughts or my overall feelings towards the first season of this series in such a negative way i expected to at least be a, a more in the middle ground but i can't after seeing episodes 10 and 11 and 12 I, I simply can't and it's a shame but well that ends that and at, at least there is a there is a grain of hope that is becoming not a grain but a, but a very strong tree so we'll get to that in the future please now Ramses. Okay. Um, I guess my final thoughts. Well, we can we can post our we can our final thoughts right now. Is, is that because like episode eleven was just more of the same. I think that's that, that's uh, that's a big, that's like the biggest like sin of this of this episode and the biggest sin of this entire block of episodes. It's like when episode ten, episode eleven, and episode twelve kind of like are kind of like nothing, and then the, and then you end on absolute nothing, and it's kind of like it. It, you kind of feel very deflated, so it's it, it, so that's if you're wondering like why there was no real notes from like either all of us because it, it really at the end it just it really it, it, you, you like the kind of the whole this whole show just you feel deflated at this point. I, and the point I was going to bring up is that I made a point earlier where it's like if like this is a race, we're just we're just we're just tumbling to the end of the uh, we're just tumbling to the end of the finish line. We're just tumbling on our own feet at this point. Just like literally, we're at the finish line and we just keep on just like stepping on our own feet and just tripping over it. Cause like wow, all the mistakes that can go wrong went wrong, and they decided to like put more effort into that those mistakes, and those mistakes just caught it really really did really did really did hurt them at the end, and just that's why it ended up being like I think that's what I think the worst part of all these these episodes is like you you had such high hopes, and you the, these episodes were 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 starting to get better, and then you just final you found a new way to tumble yourself to that to that to that to the finish line and. Now that we're here at the finish line. You're dead last. You you know you you stepped on your toes so many times. You you're, you you ate and shit so many times. You ate in so much gravel. It's like you know you're missing teeth and everything. Congratulations. 
we don't know how how this is gonna work. I know how you how how we're gonna how you're gonna be better and how you're gonna get better from this, but apparently you do. Apparently well, you do. Apparently you apparently you do. Apparently you go upwards at this point. So it's like it's the old adage of like it's the old adage of like you get only can, you can only go up. And like you're right, Ben. Just there's a lot of things that went wrong, and it's like a lot. And a lot of people want to say it's Eugene's son's fault, but it's not just his fault. It's the fault of like Toy for not really like like you know giving like not not really checking off a lot of things. It's um it's the people that it's the people that, that were talking to Kuromata directly, not giving him really specific orders. It's Netflix giving him giving him like a mandate that they that I don't think they were really prepared for. It's like you said, it's so many cooks in the kitchen, and it's like and people want to blame one person, which is Eugene's son. It's not his fault directly. It it's some of it his fault, but not all of it. A lot of it. I, I still say I still say at the very end of all the, all this mess, it was Netflix's. It was Netflix's fault. It's Toy's fault, and it's also his fault. And there's a lot of faults, but no. But again, he had unfortunately he was the one that had to take the sword to the, he had to take the sword to the chest at the end. So yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say like Mr. Sun is definitely not free from sin in the in this situation, and definitely some of the things that at the very least he has uh, said that I made this decision were not good decisions. But he's just one part of the entire uh, people and of the entire staff that handled this project. And they did a bad job. Like everybody involved made a bad decision at one point or another, and it shows in the final product for this season. I guess, I guess we, I guess we can go on, go on to our final thoughts here. So, um, Comrade, for your final thoughts on this entire season, and your entire I, your, your final thoughts. I, I don't know. Again, I didn't hate this. I the last thing I want is for anybody listening to think that. I, I can only speak for myself, but I, I feel like the consensus is this isn't the worst thing that's ever existed on planet Earth. We're being so critical of it because this is something that means a lot to us. And to a casual watcher or somebody that's never been a part of the world of Saint Seiya, they're not getting a horrible story. They're not getting a horrible introduction. Like I said before, this if they never got in the second season, you could have with a little bit of a, a explanation on a couple of minor details transition into the anime at the start of the sanctuary arc. So it's not the worst thing ever, but because we're so passionate about it, it could have been better. And that's what I think that's kind of the focus of this whole discussion, especially with this block of episodes is it could have been better. But the good news is that it feels like the people behind this did care enough Number one, because they did implement bits of the manga, which is, I don't want to say entirely foreign to the United States audiences, but the the anime is much more of an entry point over here because that's what was more readily available. The manga was not printed a ton. The, the volumes are very hard to find. Anyway, I'm, get, I'm getting a little bit off subject, but what I'm trying to say is th- this, it, it was not a bad entry point to the show we just think that it could have been better and it feels like the people that are behind this cared enough to listen to people's complaints and kind of evolve and and take what they were doing well because we talked about several points especially in the last block of episodes where things were really starting to look up and starting to shine um and it feels like they took the the positives and ran with it for the new season is what it looks like to me so far. Again, I haven't jumped fully headfirst into the new season yet, um, just because I wanted to be fresh on my mind whenever we decide to talk about that here. But this is not the worst thing in the world. It's not good. 
but it's not the worst thing in the world either. And I I take that there, there's only been one um, a anime slash manga that has been adapted that I just thought was hot garbage. Death Note, the movie looking at you, Netflix again. Um, but every other time I'm always able to pull something positive out of a remake. And I feel like there's a lot of positive here. And I think that it's worth watching for Saint Seiya fans just for at least to see the, how beautiful these characters look at the very bare minimum, I think. but. I, I I was fed a lot of negativity about this before I went into it, so I didn't have super high hopes. So maybe that's why I'm feeling a little bit more positive right now. But it wasn't as terrible of an experience as I expected it to be. I thought that Ramses was trying to kill me for a little bit there, but it ended up okay. And just your final thoughts? He's going to ignore right. that part about me, <laughs> and he's going to kill me. He's just going to move right on. Okay, ju- just blink twice if you're in danger. Um, you can't see me though. We're not doing a voice call. No. <laughs> oh well. I'm blinking rapidly. <laughs> run, run. <Okay. laughs> Anyways, um, okay. My final thoughts are okay. To complement a little bit of what you just added, it's like because yes, I I don't want to end this on such a on a downer note, but I think I have to explain myself and a little bit of why I think a lot of people eh, were so disappointed with with this show and why. The negative aspects uh, are so intense with us, uh, specifically for me in in this particular last few episodes. The thing is, if you have been a part of it, I think it's one of those cases in which being knowing the franchise, being a fan of the franchise, it's it's a determinant for for this show because unfortunately, it's like another another one in the pile of dumps that Toy has taken on the pizza of the series. You know, like there is a meme going around in the Hispanic community. I cannot speak for the the the, the French or the the Spaniards, but sorry for or for the Japanese or the or or the all other fan bases. But in the Hispanic uh, uh, fan base, it's a very common meme to to see Toy grabbing Saint Seiya's punching bag because it really feels that they have put little to no effort in their animation attempts in over the in, in over a decade. So having this that at first seemed like something good, but then being another disappointment, it's like another salt in the another um, spill of salt in the wound, uh, and it's a shame because the potential that it had, had it been handled different for this specific season, could have been so much better because it did show moments of brilliance that unfortunately get completely over overlooked by the negative aspects of it, and it's a shame because as a fan, it's like we're getting another bad product but i think as a saint seiya fan you when it comes to animation you you learn to deal with that and just move on but i agree with with what Cameron said it is also not the worst thing in the world it certainly is not good but it isn't the worst either and i think that being able to see past that if you're not familiar with the franchise it's not the worst starting point might not be the best but if it gets your attention even a little bit in the overall franchise then as any product it will be worth it and having and being able to move past this sour, uh, like this sour drink, being able to swallow it, then you can move on to the next. And fortunately, the next so far is delivering and is being rightfully acclaimed as turning it around completely. And I'm very excited for us to get into the next season because I think this this negative energy that we might have in in this moment is going to be completely overturned for the, for the next episode. So. Okay, it is a bad product, but it is not the worst. I agree with you there. Those are my final thoughts. 
I guess for me, it, it, it I guess for me, because it's like, you know, I'm such a cheerleader for this series to be, to be such a huge success here in the United States, because like, I want people to be exposed to something I grew up with. And I want people to be excited for something that I grew up with. Something I was very passionate, something I'm very passionate. I think it's, I think it's something that's really cool that, you know, that we can doubt that there is something more readily available. I just wish it was a better product. And I do wish that, and it's so, it's so muddled with so many other issues that, with issues about pacing and issues with like so many too many cooks in the kitchen that it really does kind of leave like a sour note on the on me with that said if like this is if you went in absolutely cold not watching like if this is like your first exposure to saint Seiya, like you've never like like you go like you go in there with like no expectations whatsoever like you go in with like abysmal glacier like this is like the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the, of the north pole like expectations of like just absolutely not expecting anything you might get something out of it you know you might get something out of it and like those and like i said those parts of the middle were really good very rarely does does the middle part of anything actually be actually were really good and it's really good to see that there was like there was hope there was like genuine hope and like a genuine good like you can see that that those good ideas play out and if like and you want and if you found those good ideas good and you can see a lot through the bad stuff you might get something out of it, and your patience will pay off if you're if you're in that position where it's like, okay, I can see the potential there. I can see that there's something here in this series that that can that I can latch onto, and that's something I want to see more of. When you have all, when you have that, when you have that there, and you have that, and you see that now they've actually found a way to actually capitalize on it, you feel a lot more inclined and a little bit more. Um, you feel you feel more determined to finish this, and you and you're willing to slog through a lot of the, the problem the problem areas that we had the stuff with like Vandergaard and how how they handled stuff the stuff with the Black Saints the stuff like pacing issues and stuff like that you're willing to put that all aside if you because like if you saw something in those middle parts where you can see something that that you can see that gleam of hope and now you're seeing that gleam of hope flourish and you know I'm really happy for that but I mean I also realize too that like that not that. It for a while this was not gonna this was not gonna be happening at all. So it's like if 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 we were if you were to stop me like say a year ago and say like you know what your thoughts and I said this before in private and I may even say this on the show. It's like Sensei is good as dead. This CGI series is is good as dead. Let this let let the let the rest let the let the sleeping let the sleeping corpses sleep. Let's not disturb them anymore. It it, it had its time. Let's move on to the next thing. And I'm glad that I was wrong. I'm glad that you know that that all the rumors of them course correcting, all the rumors of them actually doing something right, have come to fruition in a positive manner. And I'm glad I'm proven wrong. So those are my final thoughts. So let me also let let me just also say this to you guys, and to everybody that that, that tried to follow this, sh- that ever try, trying to follow the episodes, like listening. I'm sorry. I'm really, 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 really. Really sorry, I had to put I had to put through all, through all this. Like you do not believe how, how sorry I am, especially after watching those last those last three episodes. The regret started settling in. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, no, yeah. It, like it, it's it's like uh, it's like falling to the ground. It hurts like hell when, when the impact hits, but uh, as soon as you get up back again, then it's uh, you you feel stronger for it. Yeah. I just, I, so, one. No, I was just gonna say, I'd, theatrics aside. This is a TV series. That's the end of that sentence. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I guess I guess that's I guess that's it for her. For the, I guess we can we can finally put the we can finally put this this you can put the Netflix chapter to to the side, and now we can go on to the to, to Crunchyroll slash Battle Battle of the Sanctuaries chapter of, the, of this um of this incredible series. So it is incredible. It is really good. I'm really happy that it is getting positive reviews. We like you know I've, I've also been going in blind. I really want to see like what's going on. But I'm really happy that everybody's liking. I'm really happy that up and down everybody's giving this giving this a positive thumbs up that it rightfully deserves that everything's that everything's good everything's that everything is good here that everything actually ended up being better than, than expected so I'm really happy about that so you know there 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 is a light there's light in the tunnel there is a, there is something we can look forward to and we're gonna go directly into this I was I was thinking that we that we would give like we would go back to the original series but seeing how the reception of this of this of this new season has been going on really well. Well, I figured, you know what? Why don't, why don't we continue? Why don't we continue the train of the CGI series and like, and you know, keep on going? And we, we do we do these next block of episodes. You know, these block these we do four blocks of episodes, and I'm pretty sure that would lead us to the next block of episodes as well, because that would be two weeks away. The episodes six, the four through eight, five through eight, and then at that point it was, it's gonna be interesting because like by that point we should be caught up with the the series should be caught up where we are in the in the original series. So we're going to be in a very interesting position once we're done talking about this, once we once we get done once we get caught up with the CGI series because now we're going to now we're going to get to a point where we literally can now start comparing and contrasting what we're seeing with the CGI show to the classic animation. So it's going to be a very interesting time when once when, when September rolls around and we're getting to and we get to talk we got to talk a lot more about this, about the, this current this current season of the series. And then once we start getting through that and we're get caught up, it's gonna we're gonna like we're gonna start having a little bit more more better in-depth more discussions with with actual with actual better comparing comparing contrasting scenes uh and things we can compare and contrasting. I guess I guess it's a good I guess it's a good place to, to wrap things up here for this episode. So Benjus, good man, what do you got to promote? What do you got to what you got to say, what you got to what you got to promote to, to the good people out there so they can check out? All right. Uh as you can find me on Twitter, my Twitter name is uh, L, it's El Benjes, and my Twitter, uh, well, the at is at Mexican Geek Five Hundred Two. I usually post a lot of I post the stuff that I like overall, but it has been ninety percent since yeah for the past two years. <laughs> usually post the information stuff there, uh, new information that comes around, uh, maybe memes, like stuff related to the series. So if you wanna see maybe something related to that, please check it out and be sure to keep in check because I have something very exciting because next week. I'll be gathering information about an, an, a great event, and I'll be talking about it on Twitter as long as I have information, and later on the next episode in here. So, thank you. All right, can't wait to we can't wait to hear from from you for that 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 particular event. Also, like I said, your your Twitter is very informative when it comes to like comparing and contrasting a lot of things. You, you, I like when you compare and contrast the stuff from the manga to the anime stuff like that with Saint Seiya. It's really informative. So if you haven't if you never if you haven't checked this guy out. Do check your do check it out, especially if you're a Saint Seiya fan. He's he's very informative about all this. Again, this is why we this is why we this is why we keep him here. All right, a furry. What you got? Ancient Don't anime you is anything. back. Ancient anime Good. is back. Um, we are back into production as of yesterday. I am back into production with ancient anime. Um, we are going to go ahead and and go through with season two. Season one was very short. 
um, for health reasons and some other things. And there's just some general format changes. Um, but we are having a very, very special non-numbered um, event episode because the Saban Moon pilot, the live-action animated Sailor Moon 1994 pilot, was found in its completion. So I invited a very special guest um, who will be very familiar if you, to people keeping up with this podcast on to discuss that with me. And it was a really fun conversation. I can't wait to get that out. That episode will be out um, by the end of this week. So the very beginning of September, uh, most likely the first or second of September. We're still playing around with uh, when I want to premiere that. And then we will be going to bi-weekly format and doing a little bit more um, broad views of things instead of like a scene by scene. So there's gonna there there are some format changes. There's gonna be some fun guests coming up that I have planned. Um, some new faces to the team. Just overall super excited. You can find out uh, all the information that you want at at Ancient Anime Pod over on Twitter for that. And I also share way too much information, um, stuff that I should probably keep a secret to surprise everybody with on my personal Twitter, which is at Common Rider Furry, where you can follow me and all of my crazy antics. Um, please follow me to know that I'm I, I exist because the last like four people that have followed me have been um fake lady bots that have ill repute and I don't oh. know where this is coming from. <laughs> Oh, you too. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten I've gotten three different top one percent OnlyFan women following me, and I'm ninety nine percent sure they're bots. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> that's, I'm like, where are the real followers? Where are my real people at? So follow me to know so that I have the satisfaction of knowing that I exist. All right, fair enough. As for me, oh my god, I have a lot of things planned. I got a lot of things, a lot of things that I've been doing. I obviously, of course, host another podcast called The Saturday Morning Squadron. In, this, in our latest episode, we discussed Dragon Ball Super Superheroes. That is a lot of supers. And it was a great discussion with, two of our, with, 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 uh, with Dragon Ball YouTuber Gabby and also another friend of ours named Lou. We, we checked out. We talked a lot. I mean, we talked two hours. And so if you love Dragon Ball, and I hope you do, we talked everything. We talked to the topic to the ground. So me, between me and Rob and Gabby and Lou, we had an incredible time talking about Dragon Ball. It was, a, it was one of my favorite discussions, even though it was even though at the end we were losing our voices. And it was like too damn late for all of us, except for Gabby and for Rob, because they're in Australia. It was it was well worth your time. And I really highly encourage you to check it out if you're if you're a fan of Dragon Ball. If you if you had if you're a fan of Dragon Ball or if you had any inclinations to checking out the Dragon Ball Superheroes movie, do check it out. Or if you, or if like you, if you don't, if you don't like care about the movie and you just want to check out some cool discussion about Dragon Ball, please check out that episode as well. And we have, and we're, and we're planning out our new episodes every single for for our, for our, uh, for every two weeks. We're, tr- we're still trying to figure out what we want to do for our next episode. I don't know what the hell we're gonna be doing for that episode. We're, we're throwing ideas at each other. There might be something that we might, we might land on. There might not be something that we land on. But like, we do pay attention to our Twitter for that one, which is at Sat AM Squad on Twitter. I think I'm gonna get a .dot com or I'm gonna get something so I can have every all the episodes conveniently available, just like how we have our website. Yes, we have a website for this podcast, which is at at stcosmocast.com. No www in front of it. All one word: stcosmocast.com. You can check out all of our. You can check all of our previous episodes. You can check out, you can see all our show notes. You can listen to the episodes on the, 
on the website itself and learn a little bit more about us, learn a little bit more about the host and everything and see all of our links and everything. And just, you know, just check it out. You know, I put a lot of effort. I put some effort into it. You know, it looks really good. I think I, I think I did a good job on it. So, you know, give it a shot. Give it a look. You know, stcosmocast.com. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't cost you anything. And, then, you know, check, like, you know, it helps me out. And if you, you know, get every little listen counts as well. So if you can, if you if you don't have ways to listen to it, and you want to listen to it like outside of like your podcasting ways, like if you listen to Spotify or stuff like that, that's a very good way to like listen to the show. Because like I know a lot of people want the show to be on like YouTube, but like unfortunately, because like analytics and stuff like that, it'll it like they want um and because of analytics and because of, like how copyright strike heavy the um toy is with some things. I tend I want to keep everything to um to just to, to the voice things. So if you if you want to support the show and like through like listening, it does help a lot if you can like if you listen through it through the website, and it does help us out because like if those those listens do count, and you know when eventually does the push does come to shelf and the time comes and we have to look and I want to go to an advertiser or someone like that like hey all the people are listening it counts it counts to that so you know big up so like you know if you have if you want to listen if you want to support us go to the website and do and check out all that good stuff there. We are on uh, so many podcasting um, uh, platforms. We're on we're on iTunes. We're on Apple. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We are on we are on we're on Amazon. We're on everything. We're on, so if you, have, if you haven't checked us out, please check us out. Tell all your friends. Tell 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 your tell everybody at Love Saint Seiya to check us out because we because we want this podcast to be like one of the best podcasts about Saint Seiya, especially in the English speaking world. With that said, everybody for. All right, for our new for our new host, um, Ben, just for Comrade Furry, I am Ramthus here to tell you, yes, you, yes, you, on that in the audience that are listening, to keep burning that cosmos. I will see you all next time. Bye. Bye. Take care. <laughs>